Hey guys, and thanks for joining us for our inaugural NAL on I-80 Sports episode. I'm Bob, and you're watching I-80 Sports. So first things first, Tom, Brian, thank you guys for joining us today. Not a problem. So um, first up, well, I'll have a little here. bit of uh, introductions here. Um, Talk a little bit about yourself, uh, your history with this sport. Basically, we just want to want to start with a, a main line. Why should we trust you? Why why do you know more than anyone else about sports? Uh, Brian, your hockey experience, give it to us. So uh, just playing-wise, I've been playing ice hockey for a long time now, about 10 years, as well as playing roller hockey. I'm all versus strategy, and I know what to see in players on the ice in terms of what gives them the most success on teams and what teams excel at and what they do well with and why they might have shortcomings beyond that uh i'm a diehard new jersey devils fan for life uh but i have been an nhl and hockey fan for a very long time i consider myself a non-biased nhl fan who enjoys watching games all around the league and have an appreciation for what all teams can do can do and yes that even includes the rangers and flyers <laughs> awesome thanks a lot tom what about you what makes you the uh the expert well i'm uh grew up in new jersey my whole life but I'm the opposite of Brian. I am a diehard Ranger fan. But when you grew up during the lean years when, uh, you know, all those great teams with Theo Fleury and Eric Lindros and Pavel Bore pretty much falling apart, you know, with those teams being so bad for so long, you know, during the playoffs, you would pop on and watch other teams. So you would watch the Detroits, the Colorados, basically just any game on in the playoffs. And, you know, you got to know those teams, how they played, what those players did, you know. So it almost it's almost like you kind of I had a neutral perspective growing up pretty much because my team was no good. Um, other than you have that, to I watch everyone else. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you didn't. I didn't really have a choice. You know, my team was just uh, I don't know what they were doing back then, but thank God those days are over. But um, uh, I grew up playing, started out playing roller as a kid, nine years old, made the transition to ice. You know, around eleven or twelve, I played travel, played high school. Um, you know, uh, was a pretty high level. You know, a a b travel little bit of double a you know i mean i wasn't i wasn't james van reemsteiger or you know any anything like that but I, I grew up playing i knew the game you know i you know i grew up playing left wing lock you know every system you know neutral zone trap two one two four check oh yeah you know you know the system you know the games you know you know you watch what certain guys do and you're like okay now i know why they're doing this as opposed to just you know watching the game go back and forth and just saying oh ovechkin made a great move where i'm sitting there going well why is ovechkin running out of his why is ovechkin leaving his uh position to hit somebody He's leaving the rest of the ice open. Absolutely, absolutely. Now I, I have a, a pretty strong basis in hockey too, so I do know what I'm talking about. Um, I played for years. I played all through middle school and high school, and uh, so so I do know the sport. However, um, I, I had a really bad injury back in I guess that would be 2000. This strike year. What, what year was that? 2012. Uh, 05. 05. Or no, or was it which one? Because we had two of them. We had the one, 2011, 2012, whatever. Yeah, so I, I had to quit playing, and I. The, the same year as the strike, I quit playing. You, you don't, you never get back into it. And uh, once I stopped playing, I stopped watching and now I'm lost. So I am going to be out of the way on this one. If you guys want to hear me talk, you can join our NFL channel anytime. Um, it's all going to be loaded up on the same place. If you click any of the NFL or ML, uh, MLS videos, you can see me. I'm just going to stay out of the way unless you guys do your work. So let's get to it. Uh, I guess first things first, we should talk about the restart format. Uh, Tom, what do you think is one of the most important things to keep in mind with this restart format? 
Well, one of the most important things to keep in mind is, is that there is no home ice advantage with this. It's not like you're going into Boston Garden and the fan, you know, or you're going into Madison Square Garden. You're going into Chicago. You're going into Nashville, which is a madhouse in the playoffs now, you know. It's pretty much it, – it's maybe as even of a playing field as maybe we've ever seen for these playoffs. And to top that off, everybody is healthy. It's not like you're coming in and you got a second liner hurt. Like, you know, a couple of years back, the Rangers had Kreider hurt coming in the playoffs of 14. He didn't come back to the Pittsburgh years. Everybody's healthy, and there's no home ice advantage. I hear those That's- Rangers excuses coming out already now. Um, yeah. If you're not familiar with the format, I believe uh, everyone is going to be doing uh, – an elimination but before that there's a round of a round robin i guess that's for the final seed like we basically have a four team uh east and west wild card round robin and then we go right into the bracket so um for the east we have the flyers bruins capitals and lightning in the round robin uh do you guys have any thoughts on what teams are going to advance if there's anyone there that really sticks out well the big thing to keep in mind with the round robin is um the teams that are playing in this round robin format it's to determine the top seeding of the playoffs so there's definitely an advantage to try to win the top seeding but for me from the east the biggest team to watch to win that top seeding is boston uh they're the stronger more consistent team going into this playoff stoppage or not uh they're a well-oiled machine and tuka rass seems to be aging like fine wine i give them the edge here that you know look for guys like posternock bergeron and as much as I don't like the guy, Brad Marchand, to just come out of the gates early and really, you know, put every team to work. Wait, so let me correct myself for a second, um, just to make sure I got this right. These four yeah. teams in the round robin, those are the four best of the playoff teams or the four worst of the correct. playoff teams? Correct. Correct isn't an answer. Which one is it? Is it the best? No, or correct. Worst? It's the four best. I was before, yeah. you said, before you said the four worst. <laughs> gotcha. No, 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 no. So let me stand corrected there. The, these are not wild card. These are yeah. top seeds. And then everyone else are the lower seeds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gotcha. Yes. Correct. So let's make that correction right now. Um, so round one, the East. We have uh, four matchups in the East. That is Maple Leafs versus uh, Columbus Blue Jackets, Pittsburgh Penguins versus Canadians, and Islanders versus Florida Panthers and Carolina Hurricanes versus the Rangers. Who do we talk about first? Well, I'll go first with this one. Um, the Rangers and the Hurricanes, that'll be a decent matchup. The teams are pretty evenly matched here. The difference, maybe the main difference with this is, and maybe as a Ranger fan, I do want, I am going to root for them. But I think Carolina will win that series based on one factor only. The Rangers got the better goaltending, yes. Carolina's got injuries on these. They're these pretty even. But what Carolina has, and I was looking at their depth chart today, they have a little more forward depth than what the Rangers do now. Every Ranger fan in the world, you can ride home about Panarin and Zibanejad, and they're both great, both great. And that first line with Zibanejad, which David Kreider, it's great. But if you go down Carolina, they have Shvetsnikov, Aho. Their third-line center is, uh, is Vincent Trocek, who is a great – Great defensive center, great face-off guy. And unfortunately, I think that's what's going to put Carolina through. And if any of their def- – they had their their core six defensemen before this were good. Now, they're without Dougie Hamilton. They're without Brett Pesci. But I don't think that's going to be a limiting factor. I especially think that is because uh, the trades that they made leading up to the uh, playoffs before the stoppage even happened, uh, you have Brady Shea that also took on to that defense. You have Sammy Votnin that uh, they also acquired as well. So I think that's going to play a major factor, especially with Dougie Hamilton and Brett Pesci out. Um, so it's not going to necessarily feel like a loss, but at the same time, they're going to really have a good defensive depth going into this playoffs, and it might even give them that edge. All right. Good stuff. Good stuff. Um, 
any any other games here any other matchups for that first uh round east that we want to get into um no you can go ahead i'm sorry okay so let's hit up the west now um four teams i guess the four top teams blues avalanche stars golden knights what do we think is going to happen in this uh round robin uh so what i think is in terms of that top seeding, I'm going to go out of left field here. A lot of people are going to pick either St. Louis or they're going to pick Colorado, and rightfully so. They're both very talented teams, but I'm going to go with a more exciting team in my mind with Vegas. Uh, I think it's tough to challenge Marc-Andre Fleury come playoff time, as he's proven time and time again. And with a potent offense led by Mark Stone and Max Pacioretty, they could go very far with that number one seed. So I'd be excited to see if they took that number one seeding. I'm going to go with the flow on this one. I'm thinking Colorado is going to take that number one seed. There's just Those guys are firing all cylinders. And remember, before the shutdown, they were all hurt. All their guys are back now. And with McKinnon being back, that's going to be a huge factor, especially because he hasn't played. So pretty much he's going to be getting himself back into shape for these games. That might be the worst thing for other teams because if – they're trying to take it easy. McKinnon's trying to get himself back in the game shape. The guy is dominant. I watched him play, and I even watched the game before the shutdown when they were playing Buffalo. When Colorado is on, they don't give up the puck. They pressure you down low so much, and they don't give up the puck, and they don't give you any room to breathe. So I'm going to go with Colorado on that one. All right, so so those are the top two teams we have here. Now let's look at the rest of the West. This round one, their four matchups, Calgary Flames versus Winnipeg Jets, Edmonton Oilers versus Chicago Blackhawks. Vancouver Canucks versus Minnesota Wild and the Nashville Predators versus the Arizona Coyotes. What are we thinking here? All right, does anything jump out off the page to you? So for me, I took down two potential uh, matchups that I really liked out of here. Uh, one because of potential draft implications and one just because I think it's such a tight matchup. I'll go with the tight matchup first. So Vancouver versus Minnesota. A lot of people would probably think Vancouver probably has the upper hand here. I don't see how they don't advance. Don't be surprised if Minnesota upsets Vancouver here. Minnesota had uh, one player who going into the stoppage and after the all-star break was one of the top point getters in the entire league in Kevin Fiala. He had 23 goals, 31 assists for 54 points in just 64 games. Just to paint a picture there, his previous point total before that in his for career high was in 17-18 with 48 points in 80 games with Nashville. He was on pace for 70 points. The question will be, will he keep it up? For Minnesota, also, they now have a healthy blue line. We talk about how this format has really helped teams get healthy. All the more true for Minnesota. They got a healthy Matt Dumba back, and that is a big game changer for their blue line. That was already great before them, but headed up by Matt Dumba, it's a ton stronger. He's been MIA since the middle of December with a ruptured right uh, pectoralis muscle, so having him back 100% is huge. And this is a blue line that already consists of, besides Matt Dumba, and Jared Spurgeon, Ryan Suter, Junis Brodeen, Brad Hunt, and they look strong. Some interesting notes for Vancouver, though. Uh, JT Miller was on a tear this year with 27 goals, 45 assists for 72 points in 69 games. Uh, Jacob Markstrom is in a contract year as well, and the question is, is he truly an elite goalie? He had a 918 uh, save percentage this year, which is the highest for his career thus far. And then the other big question mark is, will Brock Besser step up in the face of trade rumors after it's been rumored that big part of the core for Vancouver could be shopped amongst the league, which is huge. Um, the draft implications for Vancouver, if they lose this round, though, if they win the draft lottery, that first round pick that they dealt to Tampa Bay for JT Miller would revert back to them, which would also screw the New Jersey Devils because they acquired that earlier this year 
when they traded Blake Coleman to Tampa Bay. Uh, but for me, I think the winner is Minnesota in four. All right. Okay. One that's really catching my eye is Chicago and Edmonton. Now, I'm going to take us back a little bit here, way, way back to 1981. And those great Oilers teams of the 80s, as sure as you remember, Wayne Gretzky, Mark Messier, all of them. One of the first obstacles they ever had was they had to go into a series in 1981 with the Montreal Canadiens, who at the time were still the kings of hockey. They still had Larry Robinson, Gila Fleur, Gila Point, Jacques Lemaire. And it's crazy as it is, this kind of is sort of the same thing. I mean, Edmonton had been there three years ago. Yes, we know that. But they're a little bit of a different team now. And you're going up against Chicago, who is sort of in that same role, where you still have the stars of yesteryear. You still have Jonathan Taves. I don't even want to say yesteryear, because Taves and Kane are still very good players, and they're still very much in their prime. And I'm thinking that's going to be intriguing. But the other side of it is of it too is that it might be anti-playoff hockey. Playoff hockey usually is, you know, grind it out, grind it out, you know, choke up on the sticks. Defensive hockey, I think this is going to be an, an offensive onslaught on both sides. I am going to give Edmonton a little bit of the edge. Corey Crawford has been questionable for Chicago over the past couple of years. I mean, Chicago still has some young players, but I really do think that if it's time for McDavid and Dreisaitl to step up and to show what they can do in a big-time situation, this would be it right now. Sort of like that would happen in 81 with Gretzky and Co. when they had to go up against the guys like Larry Robinson and the guys like Gila Fleur. Sort of the same. It's sort of the same situation, as crazy as it sounds. Absolutely. Um, interesting. I'm really excited for uh, hockey to get started because uh... – Man, we've just been starved for so long. Like we had it, then we had it taken away. Um, so it's going to be very interesting to see over the next couple of uh, weeks how this turns out. Is there anything else on the dock? Anything else on your uh, on your mind for specific team matchups? Play anything going on this week? Yeah, I got one actually. That Toronto Columbus one is a little <laughs> intriguing to me because you have two teams who are polar opposites. You have Toronto, very top heavy, very star laden. You know. When it's when they can put it together, they're a very good team. Then you have Columbus lost their best lost their top center, top offensive threat, and they're very and they're starting goalie, but still managed to put it together this year. Now, if the season went to 82 games and none of this ever happened, Columbus may have never made the playoffs. But now you have them in there. Now a lot of people would say, okay, well since they swept Tampa last year, it's a no-brainer. Columbus is going to win. I'm not so sure about that. Toronto, the last two years, they fought seven-game wars against Boston. The thing, the thing last year people forget is even though Boston beat them in seven, they had Boston on the ropes last year. They had a chance to close them out at home, but they didn't do it. And I'm thinking this year with them not having to play Boston, and as crazy as it sounds, I know I said no home ice advantage, but it's, they sort of are home. It's their home ice. They may not have fans, but, you know, um, those maybe guys are familiar with their surroundings. You know, so I'm thinking that maybe this year they have it in their head that, okay, you know, enough's enough. We're going to take, we're going to get this done this year. We're not playing Boston. We're playing a team that on paper is lesser than us and a team that, you know, let's get it together. Let's go out there and beat these guys. Yeah, I agree. I mean, to me, that matchup on the docket between Toronto and Columbus is definitely going to be one to watch because Columbus, though they may may not have made the playoffs if we played an 82-game season, it's still going to be interesting to see because they were upset Queens last year. They could do it again. Um, Toronto certainly does have a stronger uh, core around them, especially led by Tavares and Marner and Matthews, and it, having Freddie Anderson in that also really, really helps. Um, but wouldn't it just be poetic for Toronto to go down again and just all oh, that just Toronto burning? But you know, it might not happen. I think Toronto is probably going to uh, easily smooth sail, you know, sail out. 
Um, the other matchup that was interesting to me because cynical Devils fan I am is the Nashville Arizona uh, matchup only because the first round draft implications and all of the conditions that go around these picks it makes your head spin. If Arizona loses, for instance, they could win the lottery stealing the Devils' first round pick that they acquired in the Taylor Hall trade. But it gets crazier if Arizona wins and manages to re-sign Taylor Hall. Then instead of a third round pick for a conditional pick that the Devils would have gotten for next year, that becomes an unprotected first-round pick that they get for next year. It's all crazy convoluted, the draft implications that come through because of all this. And Arizona gets a second chance at life because going into the stoppage, there was a real question of whether, whether Arizona was actually going to make the playoffs. They were really faltering after that Taylor Hall trade. So they get a second chance at life here, and I'm really interested to see what they do with it, especially with Taylor Hall in the contract here. He's got a lot to prove. He was allegedly just lowballed uh, a five-year, $7 million offer. I don't know if there's any real truth behind that, but certainly with the young GM and John Chayka quitting abruptly, maybe the proof is in the pudding. I'm not necessarily sure, but it could be interesting for Arizona, and Nashville's a strong team too. Absolutely. Now, this, these games are going to start on August 1st. That is this Saturday. It looks like uh, the, the kickoff is Rangers-Hurricanes at noon. How are you guys watching these games? What about it? What's the, what's the ticket? How, how are we getting as much hockey in our faces as we can? Tom, I'll let you go first. I mean, just, you know, I mean, I Saturday is like a holiday to me. I'm just going to be on the couch all day watching. You know, maybe the soccer fan in me will watch a little bit of FA Cup, but I mean, I'm just planning on going wall-to-wall. I even took Monday off from work to watch the Ranger game, so... I mean, if I have to go dual screen, which I do do sometimes where I have my TV and my laptop going at once, I can watch two games at once. Although with this, that's probably not going to be a reality. It might just be a little bit of overlay if one goes to overtime, but still. Yeah, it looks like a a pretty good format. Games are going, it looks like five or six games a day for the first couple of uh, weeks starting at noon. I see a noon, 234, 638, 1030. Wow, this is some interesting. NHL Christmas. Yeah, it's (laughs) like. It's almost like March Madness with the college basketball. It's sort of the same. It's sort of the same principle. And I've been doing it the last couple of days with the exhibition games. I watched every single game or part of every single game yesterday, and I loved it. I love the fact that I can come. Let me adjust this. That I can come home from work in the middle of August, and you know, and I can I can watch I, hockey's on live hockey, not yeah. a game from this past spring, not a game from years ago. We said when coronavirus started that there was going to be the golden month of August. I mean, MLS is back. Cup went off beautifully without a hitch. I know a lot of people who really wanted to see it fail, but uh, looked real good. There were a couple, two teams eliminated for for coronavirus uh, cases, but everything else just went real smooth. Now, basketball starting tonight. I hope you guys all got in your FanDuel picks because uh, <laughs> you see they were teasing up the Lakers game. Did you guys catch that? Uh, no, I didn't catch that. Oh, so I didn't you- either. If you guys are on FanDuel, um, there's a special going on. It's like the buy-in with a friend. They have some stupid name like let's play gamble together, like some weird thing like that. And for every 2,500 people who bet on the Lakers, they tease Lakers up another point. So oh, wow. right now you can get Lakers at uh, minus 110. So you have to bet $110 to win 100. And uh, they are teased up to 30 points. You can bet up to $50. Wow. wow. So That's not a bad promotion. They're basically giving you fifty free dollars at this point because it's going to be like plus forty four at tip off. <laughs> Just a yeah. great way to get everyone That's involved. Cool. Um, great way to get everyone involved in, in into betting on basketball again. But yeah, certainly August is going to be golden for sports. You got baseball if they keep playing. It's not looking great right now, but we have yeah. hockey. MLS is back. 
that tournament has been real. There's been some very good games, some really bad games. Um, but it just exciting time to be alive. I know coronavirus sucks, and <laughs> I yeah. wish we stayed inside so we could, you know, get over this together. But hey, there are benefits. There's a silver lining in every cloud, and it looks like for Tom, uh, <laughs> the NHL uh, summer games is going to be a nice. Yeah, well, and playing again, of course. Getting back on the ice is nice, too, which I did last night, and I'm going to do tonight because I'm out of my mind. I'm running around five hours of sleep. but I get that. For me, I'm waiting until things get a little bit more clear because I've got a couple people at home that I care about that I don't want to necessarily take the disease home with. So I'm going to wait a little bit longer before I hop back onto the ice. But I'm excited for when that that day finally happens. But until then, just playing catch Mm -hmm. with my brother and throwing a ball around is just good for me right now. Absolutely, guys. Stay safe. Hopefully, we'll be seeing you again soon. We know next week we're going to be coming back at you, and we have uh, some special programming for our shark. Uh, we I can't call it that. Our shark season <laughs> copyright on the name can't use it. Shark <laughs> season episode uh, uh, that's going to be next week in August. So hopefully, you guys join us. Uh, if you are new to the channel, subscribe, hit the like uh, and the subscribe the bell icon so you get notifications when we post new videos we're available on idsports.com you can find us on youtube.com backslash idsports and every major podcast network guys thanks again for joining us today thanks for having us no problem thanks bob i80 sports 